You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott. I have the great privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in the great city of Las Vegas. If you're just coming across this podcast, the goal is uh, for leaders to be encouraged and challenged in their leadership position, no matter what that looks like, wherever God has you leading, we want you to be equipped, encouraged, and challenged. If you have just come across this podcast and you have not listened to the previous episodes, we really encourage you to go back, uh, check out the great content we've had up to this point. Um, but it's time to jump into another great episode. I have with me here, of course, my friend, my pastor, Pastor Vance Pittman. How you doing? Doing great, Scott. Man, it's a great time of year. You know, the fall is almost here. Football season is rolling. Uh, I know that's always uh, an exciting time of year for people that follow football. I'm, I'm more of a college guy. You're an NFL guy. Uh, but for me, it's always a great time of year. So I love, I love football. I love that uh, school's back in, you know, things are rock and rolling. And uh, just on a side note, um, I know we have, you know, leaders from all different walks of life that listen to us on this podcast, but for pastors that are leaders that are listening, um, something that we do every year at our church that we did a couple weeks ago here at Hope um, is we take a moment in the service when our school year kind of begins and we have a prayer commissioning for all of our educators, principals, teachers, faculty members. And it's just such a special, powerful time every year when we do that, that really communicates how much we value our educational leaders, but also it it gives us a moment to really highlight that they're missionaries before they're anything else and commission them in our city. So for those of you that are pastor leaders, that's just a little nugget, something we do in our church that goes over really well and that communicates so powerfully. And it's a, it's a great moment. So it's a great, time of year, man. I love this Love this season. That's awesome. Speaking of great moments, uh, people who are listening to this podcast can't see Vance in front of me, but for the first time, I think maybe in your adult life, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Vance has some facial hair. Want to tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, it uh, it has started on vacation. I didn't I didn't shave this year on vacation, and uh, by the end of vacation, I, I, I was driving me nuts. I couldn't stand most of it, but uh, right at the end of vacation, my my one of the baseball players I followed my whole life is a guy named Chipper Jones, and Chipper was being inducted into the Hall of Fame right at the end of my vacation. And Chipper's got just this little bit on his chin, and I, I kind of, as a kind of joke around with the, the kids, I, I, I left that, and it's just kind of stayed there. So I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how long I'll keep it, but for right now, it's there. It looks good, man. It looks good. If you haven't seen it, go on Vance's Instagram, comment on it, make him keep it, because <laughs> I, I dig it. So Great. Hey, so throughout the course of this podcast, if you've been following along almost a year now, we've covered some great, great stuff. We've covered leadership development. We've covered failures in leadership. That was a really popular episode. Um, Vance shared God's primary call on a Christian leader's life. That was a really solid episode. We talked about characteristics of wise leaders and a ton of great content. But today... Well, Scott, hey, even before you say that, I just want to say thanks. I've been hearing a lot from people that are listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, via social media or they'll shoot me an email or something like that. Just just really encouraging. And so I just want to say to those that are listening, man, thanks for listening and thanks for reaching out and letting us know the impact that it's having in your life. Absolutely. Today, I'm really excited just to look at a very simple thing 
that is super, super powerful and practical. The topic at hand today, as you saw in the title, is that of a leader's schedule or calendar. What do we mean by that? What we mean by that is how you manage your time as a leader. Very, very, very significant. We all have a limited amount of time. We all have lots of things to do. Your calendar and your schedule matters as a leader. And today the goal is to get you to enjoy your life as a leader, not just endure it. So hopefully, um, no matter what your calendar looks like today, we want you to enjoy it, not just endure it. So Vance, to kick us off on this topic, why is this important? Specifically for leaders, people who are listening, why is this idea of their schedule or their calendar important? Well, I think you just mentioned it, Scott. We all have the same 24 hours in every day. And so we all have a limited amount of time. We all have the same amount of time. And as leaders, the larger your um, the larger your sphere of influence, the more it grows, the more challenging it is to navigate this issue of how do I make decisions about what I do with my time. And when you study things like stress or anxiety, which are obviously big things out there in the world today, um, no matter what survey you look at, when when it comes to what stresses people out, this issue of how you spend your time, how you manage it, how you calendar, how you schedule always rises to the top. And so this is something that every one of us on a daily basis have to deal with. How am I today going to manage my time? Um, I just came from a breakfast where I was talking to a leader in our community, and he was talking about stress in his own life. And part of it had to do with exactly what we're talking about today. How do you how do you deal with time and how do you manage it? And And if you're listening to this and any of these statements sound familiar what we're going to talk about today is really for you. Do you hear yourself ever saying, man, I'm just too busy? Or there just aren't enough hours in the day. Or maybe you say something like this, I've got more to do today than I can wrap my mind around. Or maybe you say, I'm so overwhelmed when I think about all that I have to do. Or maybe you say, I feel like I'm always in a hurry. If any of those questions or statements in any way resonate with you, I think the content that we're going to talk about today is super helpful. That's awesome. That's what I love about this topic. We are all in this together. This There isn't a leader listening who hasn't struggled at one point or another with their schedule and managing all that they have to do. So I want to dive into the practical content. Today, we're really going to hear from Vance under this umbrella of two questions to consider about your schedule two questions to consider. So um, that's the goal of today is we want you to to consider two big questions that Vance is going to ask us. And to jump in, he's going to uh, he's going to read something from the Bible for us. Yeah. And then to just, get, you know, tease our listeners a little bit to listen all the way to the end. Um, we're going to deal with these two questions, but then at the end, I'm going to give you some really practical steps that I think are, they've been super helpful in my life. So after the two questions, we're going to close with these kind of rapid fire, five practical steps that I think will be super helpful as well. But yeah, Scott, I do want to turn to scripture because I think, you know, we talk about this issue of leadership. What we're really doing is we're discipling people that have areas of significant influence in the lives of others. And discipleship is rooted and grounded in Scripture. God gave us a roadmap. He gave us um, His instruction. And there's a story from the life of Jesus um, that, that's super practical, and especially as you think about schedule and time. And it's the story that everybody knows. It's Mary and Martha. I'm going to read it out of Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38. Just read a couple of verses. Listen to what it says. Now, as they were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary 
who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care? And Scott, I'll just say there, you know your perspective's not right when you're asking Jesus if he cares. But she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, why? Or Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So Scott, as even as you, as you read that story, as we hear it, and as our listeners hear it, you see two very different attitudes right out of the gate towards the presence of Jesus. The Bible says about Martha that she welcomed Jesus into her home. The word welcomed is a, a word that just means to receive hospitality, to be kind, to welcome somebody as a guest. Somebody just happens to stop by. Martha welcomed Jesus. She welcomed his presence. But when you read about Mary, Mary was seated at the Lord's feet and listening to his word. The word seated is a word that means to settle down beside someone. To listen here is a word that means to listen or to hear with attention. It's about focus and intentionality. And so when you think about the differing perspectives here, I wrote two statements down and I want to read them. The first one says this, the presence of Jesus was a part of Martha's plan. Her day included Jesus, but the presence of Jesus was Mary's plan. Her entire day was ordered around being with Jesus. And when you think about Martha, Martha had, if Martha had time, she was going to be with Jesus. But Mary, if she didn't have time for anything else, she was going to be with Jesus. That's awesome. And again, most of our leaders, if not all of our leaders, have heard the story of Mary and Martha and Jesus. And we could probably all identify with Martha tendencies or Mary tendencies. But to make this real practical, um, how is this practical for our schedule? Some people may be already seeing the writing on the wall, but how is this practical for our leaders that are listening to this podcast? Yeah, and, and this, 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 this first question I'm going to give you is a question that every leader needs to wrestle with when you think about your schedule. And, and before I give you the first of these two questions, I'm just going to say these are not easy questions to answer, nor are they the kind of question that you can just answer once and then move on. These are things you have to wrestle with over and over and over again. And this is not, when you hear this question, don't hear this and think, well, he's only talking to pastors. I'm not. I'm talking to every leader in every domain of society. But here's the first question you must wrestle with. Does your schedule include time with Jesus or is your calendar or schedule ordered around time with Jesus? Let me say it again. Does your calendar, is your schedule does it include time with Jesus or is your daily schedule and calendar ordered around time with Jesus? I read a quote a number of years ago, Scott, by uh, one of the guys that's had such a tremendous impact on my life. His name's Henry Blackaby. He's a personal friend. I, I love Dr. Blackaby. been so impacted by his ministry. But here's one of the statements that just rocked my life. He said, a love relationship with God is more important than any other single factor in your life. And Scott, I believe everybody listening to this today who's a Christian, who's a leader, would say amen to that statement. Everybody would say yes. 
a love relationship with God is more important than any other single factor in their life. But here's the practical question that you as a leader must wrestle with. Does your schedule reflect that? Does your schedule give evidence that you really do believe? We can say we believe stuff all day long. What we really believe is what we practice, what we put into our schedule. So does your schedule reflect that time alone with Jesus is the most important thing in your life? Here's a reality statement for you. As a Jesus follower, you will never eliminate stress from your daily schedule until time with Jesus is the building block of your day. You'll never get schedule right until the building block, the foundation of your day is carving out time to be alone with Jesus. For me personally, I'm I'm just going to be as transparent as I can be. When I carve out time to be with Jesus, the rest of my daily calendar seems to fall into place. When I don't carve out time daily to be alone with Jesus, I feel like I am chasing my schedule all day long. Jesus modeled this for us. Nobody in the history of the world had more to accomplish than Jesus himself. And yet what's interesting, Scott, as you read the life of Jesus in the Gospels, Jesus was never in a hurry. Well, how did he do that? If he had so much to do and yet he was never in a hurry, when I look at my own life, I feel like I got a lot to do and I feel like I'm always in a hurry. And yet what I've realized is if I'm going to be conformed to the image of Christ, I got to deal with this thing of schedule in my life. Well, Jesus dealt with it by ordering his life around time with the Father. You can read over and over again in the scripture where Jesus would carve out time to be alone with the Father. And through his fellowship with the Father, he ordered his life around that which he heard from the Father. So here's the bottom line. Time alone with Jesus is not just a good thing I should do as a Christian. It's not even just an emotional pick-me-up to help me get through the day. Time alone with Jesus is the center of my day. And when I allow it to be that, when I allow God to order my life by time alone with Him and get it in sync with His eternal purposes, everything else in my calendar seems to make sense. That's awesome stuff, and I don't think there's anybody that's listening that would disagree with what you said, but to play devil's advocate for just a minute, I can hear if, if Martha could listen to this podcast, she is looking at the God of the universe in her house, she's looking at the dishes piling up, the house that needs to be swept, the dinner that needs to be made, there are a ton of urgent things that needed Martha's attention. She's looking at Mary and thinking, you're just being lazy. She even says, Lord, do you care? What would you say to maybe somebody who, if they were honest, they're wrestling with that same idea? There's, there's urgent stuff everywhere, Vance. I hear you. I agree with you. There is urgent stuff everywhere. And I feel like it is lazy or not taking care of things if I don't do what Martha was doing. Yeah, well, let's go back to the story. I mean, when you look at the contrast between Martha and Mary here, you see something very distinct. First of all, Martha's schedule was dictated by that which was urgent. She said in verse 40 to Jesus, my sister has left me to do all the serving alone. Martha allowed her time to be dictated by whatever happened to be in front of her at the moment. 
It's a big mistake leaders make. We, we let our day, our time, our schedule, our calendar be driven by whatever's on fire, whatever happens to be urgent, whatever's right in front of us. The urgency of Martha's situation always seemed to dictate the priority of her schedule. She didn't have time to evaluate her priorities. Whatever need was closest, she allowed that to dominate her time and automatically assumed it was her responsibility to meet it. But you contrast that with Mary. You see, Martha was always about what what was on fire, what's urgent, what's got to be done. Mary's schedule was just the opposite. It was designed to accomplish that which was important. The Bible says about her that Mary has chosen the good part. Martha was doing whatever needed to be done. Mary made a choice about what she was going to do with her time. The word chosen, Scott, is a word that means to select out of many different choices. And here's the thing. It's kind of like when I, uh, when I go eat a steak. I'll, I'll, we like to grill steaks at our house sometimes. And sometimes, not often, but sometimes my wife will let me go to the store to pick the steaks out because usually she knows if she goes, we're not going to spend as much money as if I go because <laughs> I'm going to spend more money. But I'll go. And, and when I look at I'm standing there in front of that meat counter. And I'm looking at all these steaks. Here's the thing. They're all good. I'm not going to cook any one of those and they're going to be bad. They're going to all be good. But what I'm doing when I stand there in the grocery store is I'm looking for the best cut of meat I can find. I'm a ribeye guy. I like that marbling. I like the flavor that that gives the steak. And so I'm looking for that ribeye that's the best possible ribeye that I can find. And I'm choosing that. That's that's the word choice here that, that it talks about with Mary. Mary had evaluated the situation and she determined to spend her time in the best way possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Just a note real quick on steaks. If you ever go out to dinner with Vance, one time I went out, we were traveling, and I got a filet mignon, and it comes a little small, and he got a big old ribeye, and he took a picture, and I think he sent it to a bunch of people and basically made fun of me for eating filet mignon. So I don't know where all my filet lovers are, but that's a good steak, Vance. That's a good steak. Yeah, that's the one my wife orders, Scott. (laughs) That is awesome. So we got this idea of urgent versus important. That's great. How does this mindset mindset affect our schedule? What is question two that we want our leaders to consider having this idea of urgent versus important in mind? Yeah, well, the first question was, does your schedule include time with Jesus or is it ordered around time with Jesus? The second question is, is your schedule or your calendar dictated by that which is urgent or designed to accomplish that which is important? If you allow simply what's urgent to drive your schedule every day, you may or may not ever get around to that which is important. And this is a question that wrestles with the issue of establishing priorities that allow you to live your life on purpose. Let me give you the definition of the word priority. The word priority in the dictionary means a thing that is regarded as more important than another. So when you think about your daily rhythm, your daily schedule, here's an important question. What are your priorities? What is that today that is more important than something else that could consume your time? And you can only really answer question two if you've established question number one. You can only deal with priorities out of the overflow of your intimate love relationship with the Father because it's as you hear from God that God allows you as a leader to begin to establish what those priorities are in your life. Here's another reality. When it comes to time, 
Every yes is a no to something. The question then becomes, is what I'm saying yes to more important than what I'm saying no to? Every day, Scott, with our time, we have a choice to make about whether or not we're going to say yes or no to things that pop up. And every time I say yes and I give, I spend time on something, I'm saying no to spending time on something else. And this question of priority is, is what I'm saying yes to more important than what I'm saying no to? Often what we find is it's not more important. It was just more urgent. And so it dominated our schedule. And this is a question that you got to reevaluate as your priorities change in your life, that seasons of life will dictate this. I'm in my 28th year of, of pastoral ministry. And for a lot of my pastoral ministry, I had a house full of young kids. And when you got a house full of young kids, um, at being a husband and father is obviously priority A in my life. My relationship with Jesus is number one, but then my relationship to my wife and my kids, that's second. Ministry, the church, pastoring, that's all falls behind Jesus and my family. So for a lot of my, my pastoral ministry life, there were some priorities that I had to establish because I was coaching Little League, I was coaching basketball, I was running to and from school functions. Well, I'm at a different season of life now where three of my four kids are you know, college age, they're doing their own thing. My youngest is now in high school. And so some of the things that were priorities for me 10 years ago, that those priorities fleshed. So this is not a question you answer once and it's forever settled, um, but you have to always be wrestling with this question. Is what I'm saying yes to more important than what I'm saying no to? And am I driving, is my schedule driven by that which is important rather than that which is urgent? That's awesome. So those are the two questions. Um, the first question we want you to consider is, does your schedule include time with Jesus or is it ordered around time with Jesus? And the second one we want you to consider is, is your schedule dictated by that which is urgent or designed to accomplish what is important? A quick note on that, uh, something that I read in a book a couple years ago is we live in such a notification culture right now. I mean, we all have phones in our pockets right now that are dinging all day long and that's little fires happening respond to this text, respond to this yeah. email. Somebody commented on an Instagram post and whatever. And one of the things that I've established, and I, I think you have too, we've talked about this, is um, in the morning when you first grab your phone off the nightstand, there's texts, there's emails, there's social media, you know, um, the social media notifications. And it's just something that I've established as my God time is a priority. And so as much as I want to open Instagram and my email and we could get going on the day real quick, um, I have established in my life a priority and a rhythm that I'm not going to open any of that stuff until I get alone with God. Because I know we've all been down the rabbit hole of YouTube and Instagram. All of a sudden, an hour has gone yeah. by and it's time to take a shower and go to work Yeah. Um, just because I opened up one app. And so that's a small practical thing that maybe you shouldn't just be driven by your notifications and the things that are calling for your attention. But a priority in my life is spending time with God. And so I know if I open up those things, it's going to take away from that priority. Well, and Scott, just to speak to that, one of the changes that I've had to make in my life in the last probably 12, 15 months, that's probably a little longer than that now, but uh, this thing of social media, I mean, it, it, it is something that feels like it's always urgent. And so to help me manage that better in my schedule, I turned off notifications. I still do social media, but I do it when I choose to go there and I have time rather than that notification pops up. And I'm the type, if I've got that red icon yep. on my phone, I've got to see what's underneath it. That red button is screaming, push me. Yep. And so I have to see what's there. But when you turn off the notifications, 
I mean, I may get some, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that those things have come in until in my schedule I've time that I that I've allotted to go and look for that. So it's an example of of how you make these adjustments along the way. I have notifications off as well, and that is a game changer. Yeah, huge, huge. So yeah, if if maybe you're somebody who feels like you're always on your phone, maybe that's a quick little button you can press to have notifications off, and it's small but definitely significant. So. Uh, we got to finish up this episode. It's been great. Uh, we want to give you this cheat sheet that Vance talked about. These are super, super practical five things for Christian leaders that seriously, if we plug these into our lives, it'll revolutionize your calendar. So Vance, give us those, those five practical action steps as we finish up our episode today. Yes, yeah, Scott, the first one is you need to establish your daily rhythm with Jesus. I mean, that goes without saying, but it needs to be said. Uh, and this will be different for everybody. For some, it's going to be in the morning. For some, it's going to be at night. Uh, for me, I'm a morning. It, it needs to be in the morning for me. Time with God in the evening for me feels like practicing after the ball game. So I need to be with Jesus every morning. I need him to grab my heart. But you got to establish your daily rhythm. What does that look like for you? And then order the rest of your day around that. If your time with Jesus every day is relegated to when you have time, the enemy will fill your schedule so you don't have time. So you got to establish your daily rhythm with Jesus. That's number one. Number two, you got to determine what's important. You can't hit a target that you're not aiming at. So what are your priorities? Look at your season of life, get some counsel from others in your life, and determine what's important. Establish your priorities as a leader. Number three, build a daily or build a plan for your daily life around what's important. Once you determine what's important for you, then build a plan around that. Uh, I read this quote one time. Somebody said, we make time for what we truly value. We build habits and routines around the things that really matter to us. So, for example, I'll give you a for instance here. For me, in my life, my wife and I have decided marriage is important. So we've built a plan for that. Our plan is real simple. It's five steps. We pray daily uh, for or with one another. We date weekly. We escape monthly, which is like an all-day date. We get away quarterly, which is like an overnight or a weekend trip. And then annually, we retreat several nights away together. What is that? It's an intentional plan based on something that we've determined is important out of the overflow of our love relationship with God that, that affects our schedule. If you have more on your schedule than you can accomplish in the time that you have, there's some things on your schedule that God didn't put there. And so through this process of time alone with the Father, determining what's important, then you build a plan. Number four. Let me just. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. That, don't just brush over that. <laughs> if you have more on your schedule than you can accomplish in the time you have, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, if you have more on your schedule and you can accomplish, there are some things on your schedule that God didn't put there. Bam. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt, Scott, because here's the thing. God's not going to give me today more than I can do today. He's the one that's in control. He's sovereign. So if I've got stuff on my agenda today that's more than I can get to, there's some stuff on my agenda that, that was urgent that I put there, but that's not what the Lord wanted me to accomplish today because he's gonna lead me to do that which he's called me to do. So that's part of this process is determining that. So here's the fourth thing. You gotta create margin within your plan for God's activity in the lives of others. This is one of the things you see in Jesus's life that he did so masterfully. He, he allowed for margins so that what looked like distractions weren't distractions, but he was able to join in God's activity in the lives of other people. For me, what this looks like is about two years ago, I added a new block to my weekly calendar called white space. 
I'd never heard of that before. Um, I thought if it was white space, then it needed to be scheduled and planned. And so white space was something that I began to build into my weekly rhythm so that it allows for God to bring things into my life, people that I can respond. Sometimes that's conversations with staff people. Sometimes it's a ministry opportunity. Sometimes it's in my family. But um, it's just responding. I had I had a breakfast this morning with a guy that I was able to have because of some white space that was built into my calendar. And then the last thing is you got to establish accountability to eliminate distractions. The text in our story a moment ago said that Martha was distracted. The word distracted in the Greek language is a beautiful word picture. It means to pull in different directions at the same time. That's one of the things we were talking about a minute ago with these notifications. What are those? Those are distractions if you don't have a plan for how you're managing those. And then I need people in my life to hold me accountable to make sure that I'm following the plan that I've put into place after hearing it from the Lord. So those are the five things that are, I think, uh, real practical takeaways for uh, determining how to do your schedule. Yeah, so this is definitely an episode you probably want to listen to a couple times. Maybe share it with some of your team team members if you have a team. Uh, the five practical action steps at the at the back end, uh, hopefully we're very, very practical for you. Uh, we believe that that schedules and calendars are a big deal for a leader um, because when you um, when you are, are healthy in your life as a leader, when it comes to calendar and schedule, you'll be healthy to lead wherever God has you leading. So, uh, Vance, thank you so much for more awesome practical content, episode 10. Um, thank you for listening to this. Uh, if you could uh, rate us and review us on iTunes and all that, like Vance said earlier, we have been just blown away by just the um, response we've been getting and uh, people really seem to be enjoying this. So share it with your friends, uh, leave us a review. It really helps get the word out. So thanks again so much for joining us and we'll be back in October for another episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.